and the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! became the mighty battle cat and I became He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Only three others share this secret. Our friends, the Sorceress, Man-at-Arms, and Orko. Together we defend Castle Grayskull from the evil forces of Skeletor. All my runnings ends with anybody in the music business that ran into him in the Brooklyn scene. Oh wow! He pretty much will just there attach himself. Jimmy Fallon was in. Oh yeah, he used to just. Uh, I think it was even while he was doing Saturday Night Live, he would just show up at uh, famous music venues in Brooklyn, like not the big, just but grinning, like the up and comers. Yeah, grinning and looking around. Yeah, and just like try to like carry people's equipment to their van just so he could feel a part of something. <laughs> That's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't like, remember. I think they're called the blackouts. They're from champagne. We played with a couple times. They played out there and, uh, they pretty much just had to like kick Jimmy Fallon shoot, out of their van Fallon at the end of the night. There, yeah. It's like the, uh, people that linger around at the end of the night when the Hooters is closing yeah. and try to ingratiate themselves by like wiping down the bar for the bartender. Yeah. That, that, this is not going to get you anywhere, people. No. You don't want to carry the band's equipment. No. You don't want to wipe down the bar for the bartender. Uh-uh. Go about your business, all right? It's all a thankless job. Word for something like that. It's sycophant. Don't mm. be... Have some respect. I mean, I hated carrying out gear. If somebody else was going to do it, I'd let them. Oh, yeah, sure. Like a million times over. Carrying stuff sucks. It's the worst. Yeah. You know, I like lounging. Straight fucking lounging. Hell yeah. These guns we got... All show, no go. That's right, for sure. You know? How was your father's day? Um, It was all right. It was all right, yeah. I went to the lake. Oh, man. That I went to great. I went to uh, you, you, the you, famous... Did you get a crappy? The lake house with uh, Sandra Bullock. I went there. You you did not. Yeah. That's a complete lie. No, we've been exchanging letters uh, through time and space in a mailbox. That bitch is old now. Are you at least uh, bending time and space to be talking to young Sandra Bullock? Uh, no, I'm going to make her lose the scarf so I can fuck her neck flat. Ooh. Mm-hmm. People guess, aren't into that. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you go to? Uh, Gordon have goals. Jedi's Garden? Um, <laughs> I, think, I think that's a restaurant that hasn't existed in decades. One near your old man, from uh, what I remember. Ge- I went just to ge- the local uh, old white person dive bar in his town and, uh, you know, sat down. That sounds pretty all had right. A couple, had a couple of steaks. Nice. Just, just dr- drinking Bud Diesel and eating steaks. At, was, at a at a dive bar? I mean, it's a dive bar 
half restaurant, but it's it's all with just people in their fifties through seventies nice. who are whites. How are those drinking steaks? domestic beers? You know, mediocre. Nice. This is what you'd expect from a place like that. Not terrible. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'd like to go there. Then, uh, you know, that was lunchtime, and I had had a few beers in me already, so as I do, I just... Oh, yeah, you... Just kept drinking. Pooh, you got to. Just had to keep drinking for the rest of the yeah. day, because well, I got a buzz on midday. What am I going to do? Sober up and then, like, yeah. have a headache going into the evening or something? Not going to do no that. No way. The day drinking, it's dangerous, man. In today's story, Elena tried taking a magic potion which she thought would help her. Well, she found out there aren't any magic potions. And you know what? There aren't any magic drugs either. Anytime you take one from anybody but your parents or your doctor, you're taking a very big chance. You're gambling with your health, maybe even your life. Drugs don't make your problems go away. They just create more. It was it was almost nice. I almost actually pulled off a sweet little uh, trick there because I just drank all day and then went to bed really early. Yeah, it's not something I'm ever able to do. No. But then we had crazy storms coming and knock oh. all the power out. Oh. So I was only asleep for like an hour and then was woken up by that and then was just awake and like sober for the rest of the night, just oh. rolling around miserable. So. Oh. I feel I feel like trash right now, really. Huh. I just feel like a huh. big fucking ball of trash is what happened to me. Did you lose power? Oh yeah, I had no power all night long. Oh, I had power. Oh, no no power here. It was straight knocked out. I was just laying in that miserable no electricity silence. Just just listening yeah. to nothing. I can't listen to nothing. That's maddening. Yeah. It'll make you go crazy. You at least got to catch that season premiere of rick and morty though so thank god absolutely not there was no electricity how am i gonna watch rick and morty matt you know that's what i was most mad about it was on at 10 no oh, i was still drunk off my ass out somewhere at 10 i'm sure oh, good for you man <laughs> it was power until like 12 30 or something that life man yeah. yeah i uh the the uh frightening death siren went off on my phone oh and woke me up out of a dead sleep okay, and i was like yeah. the fuck is that that's why i just keep my phone off at all times Oh yeah. Don't need things waking me up when I've somehow fallen asleep. That's that would be miserable. I'm a light sleeper. Here's here's just bam. Pin drop. Right up. Mouse fart and I'm awake. Yeah. Mouse banging your old lady. I'll hear it. Is that a thing? That's the same, right? Thinking about Richard Gere and the gerbils? Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm thinking about Michael J. Fox as that Stuart Little. Doesn't he bang the mom in that one? Maybe. He was pretty attractive he for a cartoon mom, mouse, right? from what I remember. I can see throwing him one. Oh, he bangs the mom in Stuart Little. Back to the Future. Either way. Yeah, I think he bangs the mom in all of his movies. It's in his contract. 27th floor. Ah, ah, ah. Mom? Mom, that can't be you. Well, yes, it's me, Marty. Are you all right? I'm fine, I'm fine. It's just that you're so, you're so big. You're not here to know who banged who in a kid's movie. No, or I'm maybe not you are, you perverts. It's fucking family entertainment, yeah. erotic fan fiction. You came to the right place, though. We've got erotic uh, family fun tonight on the Baby Oil and Blow. Oh. It's an action extravaganza podcast. Palooza, shoot them up, cook them up, Crazy. fry them up. Snort them down and... Somehow we always get to that intro. You got to. You got to have faith that it's going to happen. I guess it would be nice, you know? Wow. (laughs) Picking up what you're doing there. 
I, I caught it. I caught what you did. Uh, I'm quick that way. I'm one half of your hosts. I am Matt O. Mm. With me, as always, he is the George Michael to my Fred wow. Durst. He is Nate Adams. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. Break your fucking faces tonight. Yeah. That's what we're going to do through talking about Give me some break. action films as we do. Uh, you can get. I don't, know, I don't know if you can really classify the one we watched this week as an action film, though. You <laughs> wasn't exactly what what I'd call action. What was going on? I thought. I thought there was. Uh, hot tip: you can get uh tickets for Limp Biscuit at the Metro on July 29th. Okay, only a hundred dollars. That's when the show is, or that's when the tickets go on sale. That's when the show is. Okay, so the tickets are on sale now. Yeah. Okay. Hundred bucks. And it's it's Wes and Fred together. Yeah. They're from what there. I understand. Wow. Wow. It's uh. I'm thinking of going. Yeah, definitely not something I would ever go to, but yeah. it's. I mean, it's I don't, weird that that exists in 2021. That's, that's kind of why I'm like I a go sucker here, waiting for Fred Durst's next film project. Would you say like a together. sucker or like a chump? I'd say, well, like a chump. Hey, eh, like a chump. Eh. We did it all for uh, the action and adventure yeah. here in the month of what's the month? May. June. It's June. It's June. June. We're in June. Yeah. Oh, where does the time go? Halfway know. through 2021. This was supposed to be like oh, shit. This was supposed to be like the big recovery Rebirth. year, and we still are just barely not doing anything Phoenix cool at all from the ashes. Yeah. Huh? Maybe this back half of the year is going to be packed full of shit because. They're not even putting out real movies yet. No. It's really frustrating. You just go and look at like the movies and like, everyone's vaccinated. Are they going to start putting out real movies yet? No, this all looks like straight-to-video yeah. trash. I'm like, oh. How many it's... finished movies are just sitting on the fucking shelf that these cowards won't fucking throw into theaters? Yeah, they keep getting pushed back. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Everywhere is open. Yeah. Masks are off. People right. are frolicking. They don't even got plastic dividers up at counters anymore. No, the plastic dividers are so passe. Yeah. Fucking people are back into just breathing into each other's mouths. And wearing jinkos. <laughs> jinkos are not back. I would have noticed if that was the case. Uh, Where have you seen people wearing jinkos? I saw a little ad the other day where the jinko brand mm-hmm. assured me. They're back. I mean, did they look like classic Jinkos or did they look like half-ass? Like, okay, we did it a little extra the first time. We're going to bring them back, but they're not going to look like they used to. Nah, pretty, pretty Jinko. Oh, God, that's... Talk about a waste of material right there. We're, we're living in a world of scarcity, and they're making Jinkos with four times the fabric anybody needs for an actual pair of pants. Apparently, denim's uh, not hurting right we now. You need to get on social media and start protesting this thing, I think. Uh, no, they're finally back. I can't take them down. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Get myself a hyper-color shirt and a pair of Jinkos and just yeah. fucking roll with it. Hell yeah. On your, on your rollerblades, you mean? I was very, very close to purchasing rollerblades a couple uh, weeks ago and didn't quite pull the trigger. It's Prime Day on Amazon Ooh. now. I, maybe I should look on there before Probably midnight get a pair and see if I can like get a yeah, cheap pair of rollerblades for Prime Day. Because, yeah, I did kind of want it to make my thing where I was just going to rollerblade to the bars <laughs> all summer long. And then I kind of forgot about that. You and I should just get into playing some street hockey, man. I mean, I could get into playing some street hockey for sure. But We can make Maria be our Goldberg the goalie. Also, I just like the She's idea not gonna of rollerblading into a bar and oh, yeah. sitting up at, a, at a bar stool and, and ordering a drink. In rollerblades? Much to the dismay of everyone around me. Are you going to keep the blades on in the bar? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not like oh, bringing shoes to change out of yeah. anything. That's 
fucking half step in it. It was always the hard part. Tie the laces like into like a yeah. little thing where you can throw them around your neck. Yeah. You're just blading and they're flopping everywhere. Yeah. It's never. I mean, when you're a 12 year old kid, it, it's a lot. It's hard to do. It's hard to do sweet jumps when you got. Oh, you got to. Shoes draped around your neck. Yeah. If I'm rollerblading, I'm doing sweet jumps. That's for fucking sure. Oh yeah, all the time. Month of June, we've been talking about adventure movies. Yeah. Been, uh, you know, yeah. Talking mostly about big, beefy men in loincloths, Ooh. oiled up muscles, Ram. oiled up steroid muscles, and generally broadswords. I think they've all. Yeah, there's broads in all, all these movies. Broads and broadswords. And we've got another one. We've got a doozy for you this week. Let's oh, get into man. the rundown. <sighs> Rundown this week is brought to us by Arby's because we've been oh, there's been a lot of yeah. meat on display in these movies we've been watching. And oh, yeah. you know Arby's, they got the meats. Yeah, is that is that still their slogan? Yeah, Mickey James. Uh, I don't think working you, for NWA now. I don't think you, you you move on from that one once you once you come up with we've got the meats. Got it's the just meats. like that's what we're gonna do forever. Yeah. That's the perfect slogan. So where do you want to eat? Feels like an Arby's night. They got crinkle-cut fries now, I saw. Just yeah. Go check those out. I don't know. Um, here's a little pro tip Never had a good crinkle-cut fry. I don't know. If anybody could pull it off, it's probably Arby's. The uh, Arby's by us here on Main Street sure, yeah. has been awful lately. Oh, no. Yeah. What's, what's going really on at bad. the Arby's? Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you don't have the inside they're track? Not, I, they're not paying money for stuff, is, would be my guess, mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. their terribly t- painted brick building sure but yeah. you go just to keep up appearances when you're in arby's just a little over yonder you go to the one on 41 oh, hidden arby's there's alternative the arby's. one on 41 sure dynamite wow dynamite who's the gm over at that one uh, pff, he needs a raise runs, runs a tight ship glenn arby the rundown is of 1987 oh yeah masters of the universe universe this is a film with a runtime of 106 minutes, yeah, decent. I think that I think that's a decent time right there. Yeah. You can, you can. This is there's a lot of stuff you got to squeeze into a movie about all this nonsense. Yeah. 106 minutes, you need it. I'd call it great sense, but go ahead. This is a film, according to Wikipedia, that had a budget of 22 million dollars. Oh. But I've got some word that maybe that's not true. We'll we'll probably get into later. Yeah, I was gonna this, say this is a film that grossed uh, 17.3 million dollars. Yeah. So not a hit, not a hit for the Cannon no. Group who produced this. This was. One of their big failures that kind of led to them going out of business, I think. Like, this and, like, Superman 4 or whatever. They started trying to spend more money on movies, and it was just like, we're not very good at making movies with actual budgets. Yeah, this and Superman 4. didn't work out. Superman 3 or Superman 4? Uh, I know they were behind Superman 4. Perhaps they were 3 as well. But, man, that 4 is really fucking low Yeah. I think it's yeah. They had, they had prior in three. I'm guessing that was probably not a not a canon production yet. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the fourth one in this that sunk. You know, you want to talk about canon? We uh, didn't get Spider Man. You want to talk we about low rent? Instead, uh, you got to talk about the director of this film, Masters of the Universe. Oh, director is a man named Gary Goddard, mm-hmm. who, in addition to directing this, yeah. Also seemed to direct, like, the ancillary videos for theme park rides. Well, that's pretty cool. Everybody likes those. Directed Jurassic Park, The Ride. Oh. T2 3D, Battle Across Time. 
Oh, what? Hey, hold on. That's not a ride. That's like a you sit in there and a yeah, big show like goes on around you. Thing. I think it's that's a a similar. Get. Similarly, the Amazing Adventures of Spider Man. It's at uh, some oh. sort of like Tokyo theme park or something. Wow. He did. Right. Um, also, he created multiple TV shows that maybe you might have heard of. Okay. A little uh, Captain Power. You familiar with Captain Power? <sighs> I just sold a couple of those wow. a couple months ago, or well, I guess so over a year ago. What now. are Captain Power figures going for these days? Oh man, I don't know. They were loose. I had the jets a and the boxes. Loosies. You better Good. watch out. Probably about forty. Get strangled by a cop. Forty loosies. for the pair. Hmm, that's yeah. not so bad. Not so bad. A pair of the jets. Here's the one I'd never heard. VHS of. blows them up. Mega babies. You got any mega babies oh, hell merch yeah. going on? What, what are mega the mega babies? What's the mega babies? No, we'll no, no. Do anything. No, you're thinking of mega babies. That's a that's, oh that's a new yeah, cartoon yeah. Next Somebody season. pick me up. I've soiled myself. What about skeleton warriors? I skeleton, warriors. skeleton warriors. Nope, that's a real song. Hell yeah, can't be true. They had this cool like prince guy that was like part of the good guys, but he got turned in. No, he wore all black. He had purple highlights, though. Oh, okay. And he got turned into an evil skeleton. He was still a good guy, but like he had skeleton yeah. features. Good guy a, skeleton? Yeah. He was badass. He was a pretty dark an character. An anti-hero like Heisenberg yeah, exactly. from the Breaking Bad. He still had beautiful, long, dark hair. He was a cool like skeleton character. warriors kind of started what uh, Breaking Bad did, really. They, they yeah, get more credit. pretty much. Also, in addition to the theme parks and the TV shows, uh, Gary Goddard is infamous for being one of Brian Singer's lackeys and has multiple credible accusations against him for little boy rape. So so that stuff's going on here. This guy's guy's settled out of court multiple times with people who claim they were assaulted by him while while being underaged. Shira and I want to talk to you about something that's very personal, your body. Remember, it's your body and no one should touch you in a way that you feel is wrong. I'll get anybody who tries it. It's not that easy, Orko. It's hard for a young person to admit that he or she has been touched in a bad way. If you've been touched that way, don't be ashamed. Tell someone you trust, like your parents, your doctor, your teacher, or counselor, or your minister or rabbi. Right, Orko? Right on! You think he, uh, you think he assaulted the uh, little boy that won the He-Man uh, raffle contest to be in the movie. Wait, I don't remember. There is that just the guy who played Kevin? He he, mm. he won the he won the contest. Mm, no, he seemed like a contest winner to me. I'll let you know when he shows okay. up in the okay, film. Okay, good. Oh God, now I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we've already gone through watching it before I knew there was a little boy who won a contest. <laughs> would not have wanted to go into this with that information. Yeah, little boy, you want to win a contest? Yeah. Stars of this film, number one, we got to talk about him. Dolph Lundgren is playing the character of He-Man. He has the power! He's a ripped shit warrior guy with a big sword. He's from the planet Eternia. He's from Sweden. Dolph Lundgren is from Sweden. I'm oh, about character. God, that's my bad. Legend. We yeah. saw him in Showdown in Little Tokyo. Oh, yeah, we, we did. We saw him in Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, yeah, we now did. Now a Triple Crown winner. Triple Crown. We're sure triple to talk about Crown. him oh, many more times in the future. Yeah, yeah. That's really right. dropping the ball, not having the air yeah. horn out. Come on. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Working through some things, you know. Frank Langella is in this film. <laughs> As Skeletor, yeah, who's an evil dictator who lives at Snake Mountain. Think you just but doesn't like living at Snake Mountain. He wants to live at Castle Grayskull. Yeah, and that's basically just 
all he thinks about all the time. That's the crux of our story. Uh, Frank Langella played the police detective in the movie Brain Scan. Mm. He played the character Frank opposite a robot in the movie Robot and Frank. Oh, that one. Yeah. Phenomenal, he's baby. A, he's, a, he's a great actor. Woo! And probably never do, has done better work than he's doing in this film. Don't forget he was also in Frank Langella's The Box. You can't forget about that. Hello, Everybody's I'd like to offer that. you this box. Meg Foster is mm. in this film as Evil Lynn, which sexy right-hand chick whose evilness may just rival Skeletor's. Which we saw her as Holly in They Live. <gasps> we saw her as Lynn Devereaux in Blind Fury. <gasps> She's also now a Baby Lone Blow Triple Crown winner. <laughs> hit that! Hit that fucking yeah, baby! Crazy. So you know, shout out to Meg Foster, who not the most famous actress, but we just keep running into her for some reason. Oh yeah, we we're Meg Foster guys, I think. Yeah, because witch eyes. Billy Barty is in this film as yeah. Gwildor, a midget creature who makes cosmic keys and uh, serves as the hilarious comic relief yeah. throughout the film. Just, you At get, least he was an orco. Skeletor, it gets a little too scary. Gwildor is going to come in and lighten the mood. Don't you worry. Uh, he played the character Noodles McIntosh in UHF. Yep. Also, he was one of the many, many, many little people who played a character in Willow. Mm. He was like the head of the village or something. Mm. I don't know. He started the Little People's Association of America. Oh, good for him. Under First Bush, I think. Yeah. Sounds like those meetings are probably terrifying. I, I wouldn't want to be around when those meetings were happening, but, but, but good for them. I'm yeah, glad they've got a space. Absolutely. Courtney Cox is in this as Julie, a human girl who's in the He-Man movie for yeah. zero fucking reason. Because they're in human land. You remember her from being the cougar, the titular cougar in the TV show Cougar Town? I watched a lot of episodes of that. Big fan. As did I. It was a solid show. Yeah. After they got through the first, like, five-episode order or whatever, yeah. where, like, the studio was like, all right, you're making a show about cougars, right? And they were like, yeah. Yeah, sure, man. That's what the show's going to be about. Yeah. Also, she's one of the many, 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 many mm. far too attractive women mm. who had sex with Jerry Seinfeld on a random episode of Seinfeld. Well, what do you want to get for breakfast? Pancakes. Oh, now, come on. You know I'm getting pancakes. I don't know that. Oh, we can't both get pancakes. It's embarrassing. It's like one step from the couple's address alike. I'll get the short stack. Oh, uh, that's why I love you. 15 <laughs> Hey, how you doing? Oh, we just got back from breakfast. Pancakes were dynamite. Hey, is that my maple syrup? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sarah? Got to. You're going to let to learn about pancakes. And one of the many, many, many far too attractive women that has had sex with Adam Duritz. <laughs> In real life. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's for fucking true. Yeah. Adam Duritz, Jerry Seinfeld. If you had to blow one of them, who would you blow? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the Norm MacDonald logic here and take the <laughs> little white one that comes fast. Yeah, I guess I, I could picture Adam Duritz having some fucking patchouli funk going yeah. on down there. That, uh, 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 <laughs> you got fake dreads there, too. Oh, God. He's got a merkin. It might be real. Might have to go, yeah. go in there with a electric razor before you do anything. Ooh. Yeah, I guess, I guess my cheeks are getting tore up by... Jerry's Jufro. There you go. It's got to be like fucking steel wool down there. Oh, yeah. You saw his I'm chest here. I'm going for it. 
Robert Duncan McNeil. That's a cool name. RDM, we call him. Yep. He's in this film as Kevin. Kevin! Julie's human boyfriend. Yeah. Who really, really has no reason to be in this movie, but he is. Well, he's a lot, like a lot of his runtime. Yeah. Uh, he was on a Star Trek. Mm-hmm. He was on a, he, like a lot of them. He was mm-hmm. like one of the captains or something on a Star Trek, oh, apparently. Good for him. Yeah. He, who knew? He uh, directed two episodes of Supernatural. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Credentials right there. Mm-hmm. John Cipher has got a cool name. Yeah. Sounds like some sort of villain that, I don't know, would be in a Stallone movie or something. It feels like. I could see him. Stallone's fighting John Cipher. I could see him having a little bit of money and like uh, using it to throw weight around in a small western town and mm. like. Oh yeah. Like like a fucking uh, money, Eastwood or somebody's got to like run him out of there. Like these are good people. You need to leave them alone, Cipher. Well, let's be fair. It would just be Timothy Oliphant. That's the only role he plays anymore. Oh yeah. John Cipher is playing Man at Arms. He-Man's hmm. old guy soldier friend. Duncan. This guy's done a ton of TV work over the years. We're talking series regular on Knott's Landing. That's a cool Series regular thing. on Dynasty. Also cool. Series regular on Hill Street Blues. Uh, how do you follow up all that? I don't know. Get a big reoccurring role on Major Dad. One of the what? biggest shows of the 90s. Oh, man. Speaking of Timothy Elephant. He was on the Major Dad? No, but the Major Dad was on... Deadwood. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Everything's connected. Excited for a second that maybe a young boy, Timothy Oliphant, was like... Taking a, taking a run at Major Dad's yeah. daughters. Chelsea Field is in this film as Tila, man-at-arms, hot-ass daughter. Ooh. He, man, hangs out with all the time, but doesn't fuck, question mark, I Correct. guess. yeah. This is a... You ask me who Chelsea Field is, I wouldn't even fucking know. Would not know that name off the top of my head. But, you know, I, now that we've done this podcast, this is a woman we've seen as Virginia Slim in Harley Davidson, The Marlboro Man. This and? is a woman we've seen as Bruce Willis's cheating wife oh. in The Last Boy Scout. This is a woman who's now also three-time fucking Triple Crown winner showing up on Baby Ellen Blow. I think, I think her look is... As Tila, and this one is my favorite look we've got from her so far. That got an extra long one because we got a triple crown of triple crown winners tonight. That's right. That's crazy. That's huge. Ever what a before. fucking milestone, man. James Tolkien is in this film as Detective Lubick, he... the grizzled, bald cop who hates teenage kids in leather jackets. That guy wrote uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I know that name. And also several episodes of Supernatural. Mm -hmm. No, he was Stinger in Top Gun. Oh, that's right. he was Principal Strickland in Back to the Future. Oh. He was kind of a big deal as far as I was concerned when I was a kid. So we got a... A lot of big movies. He's making a second appearance, but he's not quite a triple crown winner. No, no, not quite there. Okay, all right. Do you have a sad trombone maybe to play right there? Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, no, that's the hand. That's the... Oh, oh, oh. There we go. Also coming up the rear here, I just want to mention really quickly, uh, Christina Pickles is in this movie playing the sorceress of Castle Grayskull. She weirdly went on to play uh, Courtney Cox's mom on Friends later on, apparently, and I just wanted to mention her because I think Christina Pickles is a fun name. You're not wrong. No, not wrong. Not wrong at all. Tagline of this film, a battle fought in the stars now comes to Earth. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Fucking Inception noises. Yeah, hell yeah. 
Let's get into the plot here, do a little synopsis so we know what we're dealing with. He-Man, Skeletor, your head's probably He-Man. spinning right now. This stuff sounds very confusing to you. Uh, this will clear it all up, though. The world of Eternia in the aftermath of Skeletor's war on Castle Grayskull, which he has won after seizing Grayskull and the surrounding city using a cosmic key developed by the locksmith Gwildor, the sorceress is now Skeletor's prisoner, and he begins to drain her life force as he waits for the moon of Eternia to align with the great eye of the universe that will bestow godlike powers upon him. Hell yeah! Sign me up. That's a lot of stuff to Sign in. me up. Matt, let's get into bullet points. This yeah. This is the next segment of our podcast where we dig through our notes, which we diligently took while watching the film. What was your first bullet point coming out of Masters of the Universe? We get a little voiceover so that they can fill us in, mm-hmm. which we always love. Yeah. And we get Castle Grayskull. That's right. We open on like... I guess it's just a painting of Castle Grayskull. <laughs> it's a cool-looking painting. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, it looks like something I want to be like hanging in my basement, or on like the side of my basement, van. or I have a bar down there too. Oh like, fuck yeah, dude! But also, I was just like, okay, kind of low rent. Like we couldn't build any sort of castle model or something. We're just filming a fucking painting of a castle. I'm like saying that's where we are. Um, Where's all that twenty-two million dollars going to be showing up on the screen? Canon films. As soon as they open the doors to Castle Grayskull, and you're yeah, inside, and they reveal the largest movie set in over forty years. Got all right, like this looks like a classic Hollywood musical set going yeah. on. We just got all these different like levels and compartments and weird bridges over chasms everything's like marble and polished yeah spent a lot of money on the insides of this thing god damn also, right yeah we do always like when somebody could just fill us in really quickly on what's happening yeah, we but do. i thought this one was kind of gibberish i didn't feel like this one was giving me any uh oh yeah i've got any, no any real info i needed said. it was mostly just a, a guy with a like dramatic Sk- voice saying a bunch Skeletor's of gibberish fighting a war and he-man's doing a thing there are He-Man. forces at work in the universe. Yeah, power. <laughs> Mysticism. I talk about power, but also this takes us into the credits, which are like day glow, rainbow craziness. You can't call them that. And you get awesome oh, Bill Conti. Awesome okay. Bill Conti music, yeah. which is total ripoff of John Williams' Superman score. Whatever, though. But, like, still pretty cool. I mean, if you can't use the real He-Man music. He-Man. Yeah. That song is so badass. Can't you? I mean, you're making a fucking He-Man movie. You got the rights to all the He-Man shit, I would Uh, imagine. Can't even get us like a a, a nod to the classic He-Man TV show theme. I want to say all the rights they got, because dude that originally procured the rights got them through Mattel before the cartoon even came out. Okay, very interesting. So the cartoon was all owned through Filmation, and I think they had no deal whatsoever with Filmation. So these people maybe only had the rights to adapt like the original mini-comics yeah, that came correct. with the toys. That's why He-Man's not necessarily a, anything that happened That is That is why cartoon, He-Man is a barbarian in this which film. Which is why this has such little to do with the cartoon that was the popular thing that everybody wanted to see a movie of. Right, yeah. Why this movie was such a Goddamn disappointment to everybody who saw it. Yeah. 1987. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because classically in the cartoon, He Man's like uh, a little 
pussy like dude in like Prince a Adam. pink shirt and like purple tights I going Prince around. Adam. And then he like turns into He-Man at the end of every episode yeah. by taking out his sword and saying, I have the power. That's right. And then he gets hit by lightning and turns huge and ripped and then he beats everybody's ass, which always led me to like wonder when I was a kid, like, why doesn't he just stay He-Man all the time? Yeah. Because if I could be He-Man, I would just be He-Man all the time. Because being He-Man is awesome, and being Prince Adam is fucking lame. I'll, I'll let you borrow the VHS I have. There's an episode where He-Man loses his sword to some kind of cave-dwelling rock monsters. Oh, this sounds like a metaphor for impotence they were uh, they were, they were working on. I, maybe. I don't know. Deeper themes in this show than I recalled from my vague memories well, of loving it as a child. He loses the sword and he's stuck as He-Man. And, you know. Oh, cool. Perfect. Yeah. Don't ever need that sword again then. I'll just be He-Man forever. Tila's all like, where's Prince Adam? I'm looking for Prince Adam. Yeah, come on, Tila. Nobody's looking for Prince Adam. No. Give me a break. No. So yeah, uh, we get through our credits and we go into Castle Grayskull, which is being held by Skeletor and his troops. Yep. And instantly you just reveal like, oh, this isn't anything like a He-Man cartoon. Mm. This is just a Star Wars ripoff. Mm. I'm just watching a pretty direct Star Wars ripoff here. Skeletor is rolling in in all dramatic black robes looking exactly like the Emperor his troops are all just stormtroopers who are black instead of white. Yeah. We're in an over-the-top throne room just like the bad guys are in yep. every fucking Star Wars movie. Pledge I'll be destroyed. But instead of having like a robotic, deep-voiced uh, sidekick, Skeletor has got a hot chick. Hell yeah. With spooky witch eyes. Witch eyes. This is where we meet Meg Foster for the first time. She's looking very evil. Ooh. She's got like a tight outfit, like a... You sort of see through, Big but then like plate. you see the yeah. There's like some breastplates over the titties. There's there's a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Langella is instantly just chewing the scenery here. Oh yeah, and he's under some some heavy just like rubber monster makeup. He's got a skeleton face, Nate. Skeleton face. And I think he's doing a pretty good job of still like acting through what's a pretty immobile like Skeletor makeup shit going on. Oh yeah, on. like. He's doing a lot with the eyes. He's at least getting his like mouth moving enough to yeah. where like he's there's there's still some emoting going on. Frank Langella, like this isn't fucking you know Bob Hoskins agreeing to do a movie for his kid and then drinking himself to death on set. Yeah, Bob Hoskins you know? did it right. Frank Langella was like, no, my kid loves Skeletor. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm the gonna best be fucking Skeletor the there is. Skeletor imaginable. He, he fucking commits, bro. Yeah, and he's not like all purple like he is in the cartoon. He's like spooky and black and like wearing yeah. all sorts of robes and leathers and stuff. And he looks cool. Like if I could roll around looking like Skeletor yeah. all the time, I definitely would. He's got the same scepter. It was pretty accurate. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He's gonna, yeah. he's, and he's like clunking it on the ground as he oh, walks. Yeah. That marble fucking floor they built. Yeah. He's just sticking it with that big head. Oh, he's like high stepping and like doing a real yeah, thing when he comes in. Then uh, he's he's communicating to the people of Eternia through hologram that looks exactly like the holograms the Emperor uses in Star Wars. Well, I wrote down where were George Lucas's lawyers when this thing was uh, being released? They should have been all over this movie. He was pretty fucked up on cocaine by uh, then. We learn that he has the sorceress who used to be the person who lived at Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. She's like 
paralyzed in some mm-hmm. way, kind of just like the bad guys in Superman a little bit when they get all paralyzed and can't move. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote down, I remember her as being a really hot blonde chick in a bird outfit from the yep. cartoon. She's kind of just an old lady here, which is White, lame. blue, and orange. Yeah, not, not, not into the look of the sorceress here. I much yeah. preferred her as like, a hot blonde chick yeah. and like a leotard with bird feathers. Well, you've always wanted to ch- or fuck the chicken lady. Always wanted to. Still someday might. Mark McKinney hit me up. They say the experience left him scarred. Scarred for life. Oh, my next bullet point, Matt, is that He-Man's here. Yeah, enter He-Man. That's We're, mine. We got a He-Man movie. We're going to have to get He-Man in here at yeah. some point. Skeletor's troops are like out in like the desert, the yeah. rocky areas, just killing people, I think. There's a lot of things around Space fire. Desert. There's like... Bodies around with swords yeah. sticking out of them. Space desert. Yeah, they. We see that they have a ginger midget. Uh huh. Trapped in a net, and they're carrying him around. Yep. This is where, as a kid, you start thinking to yourself, like, "What is that little redhead midget thing?" Because it seems like he's gonna be Orko, but why aren't we seeing Orko? Is Orko not gonna be in this movie? I was expecting favor. some Orko. They did everybody a favor. They did us all a dirty. This is Gwildor. This is a new character created for the film. (laughs) We're going to be learning a lot about Gwildor from this point on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He-Man shows up. Right. And he's Dolph Lundgren in just like a loincloth and like some metal gauntlets and metal shoulder pads and stuff. And most of him is exposed and most of him is oiled up. And a red cape for most of the movie. He's got a big sword. Which hilariously he never really uses. He just carries it around. It's more of a burden than yeah, anything because he yeah. uses a laser gun mostly a lot. for all of his fighting. It's a lot easier. Yeah, it's a lot easier just to shoot things with the laser gun, but he's always carrying this big fucking sword around. It's like what Han tried mm. to tell everybody. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I wrote Man at Arms this year. He's just some old guy, but his mustache looks perfect. Yeah, and he's got a little bit of the same outfit. Yeah, pretty pretty close to the outfit. The, the helmet. I like the helmet. The helmet looks he's right, got a, yeah. He doesn't have like the full mouthpiece, but he's got a little bit of it that comes mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. Tila is here, and she looks super hot. Super hot. I wrote that her 80s hair rivals Sarah Connor's from the yes. first Terminator. Really oh. her look. Really oh, look. man. They basically just beat some ass and uh, free this little Gwildor guy, mm-hmm. and then... Then he just starts talking and talking and talking and talking. I'm he's, a locksmith and an inventor. Oh. Yeah, he's... Okay, he's got the cosmic key. Yeah, he takes, takes him, him back to their to hobbit his house. Little, yeah, his little hole in the, in, in, in the rocks. He's got a cave house. We got him a guffin. It's this cosmic key thing. It yep. makes noises and lights come out of it. And he's like, oh, this is a thing I made for Skeletor. I didn't know I was making it for Skeletor, though. Turns out Skeletor sent a hot chick to fool me, yep. and I made it for the hot chick, and now Skeletor has used this to mm-hmm. like teleport all around and basically kill everybody. Whoops, my bad. I'm kind of an idiot. It's cool, though, because I got the prototype still. Yeah, there's a second one. Uh, I have this. We could use it to teleport around and whatever. If we know, want, yeah. If that's going to get us, Skeletor is already killed everyone and taken over Castle Grayskull. Yeah. I mean, kind of a little bit too late. Maybe yeah. I should have brought this to your attention Six months ago or something. Yeah. I wrote, uh, Gwildor is such a low-rent Yoda. Just crazy Yoda from Empire, but worse, way, way worse yeah, in, I guess in so. every possible way. He's, uh, he reminded me more of Lep in the Hood. I, Come to do no good. How dare you fucking disparage the memory of Leprechaun in the Hood like that. Oh. One of our finest films. Yeah. Um, but before they can, like, even create a plan or anything skeletor's goons are here yeah they've come to gwildor's house and they're like busting in the front door 
They're going to kill everybody here and take this key back. From what I understand of this scene, they're like, oh, that's great. We can use that cosmic key to get inside of Castle Grayskull. Mm, mm, and then they're like, like oh, shit. Interesting point, Matt. They're like, they're like <laughs> skeleton guard or Skeletor's guards are here. Yeah. And then Gwildor's like, quickly, go through this door. It leads into Castle Grayskull. Directly. But- I have a hidden tunnel in my apartment that leads directly yeah. into Castle Grayskull. So, so we don't need the key then? How convenient. Yeah. What do we have here? It's Castle Grayskull. And it's mine. Not so fast, Beastman. He-Man! You can pit He-Man against Beastman playing for the power of Castle Grayskull. You have to put the castle together. Beastman's escaping. The throne, Dad. Dad, you saved the castle. Castle Grayskull from the Masters of the Universe collection. He-Man and Beastman each sold separately from Mattel. It keeps this movie moving, which we always yeah, appreciate. Not, yeah. How are we going to get into Castle yeah. Grayskull? Oh, there's just a tunnel that so goes if, there. Fuck the key. We'll do that later. So the door gets busted open. They they pile in, but Gwildor and gang have escaped through the secret tunnel. I wrote here, this main goon here that's in charge looks like David Bowie from Labyrinth. If he was possessed by the demons from Night of a Demon, he kind of has frog skin as well. Oh. It's pretty weird looking. This is the guy with like the big, tall, white hair. Yeah, Karg. Cor- frog skin face. Karg, I think, is the name. Someone He's like, drats. I don't know where they are. Ah. Skeletors, sure to be angry. Oh, Evil Lynn and Skeletor are here. Um, Skeletor is telling us about his evil plan. Yeah. Which has something to do with the moon. Something to do with opening up his eye, which oh, sounded man. very pornographic to me. Yeah, yeah. Capon sounded like he was talking about butt stuff he, during this entire monologue. That's how he gets all the powers. Mm-hmm. And literally, that's the only explanation you get. It's just like, the moon's coming, and the yep. eye will open, and then there's power for some reason, and I will have all of that power. And yeah. Even though I've pretty much defeated everybody and taken over this entire planet, uh, more power is never a bad thing, I could right? be the master of the universe. Also, oh, look at the sorceress. She's looking even grosser and older now. Sickening. Because uh, I'm sucking all of her power out of her. Everything's about power. In Straight this. out her titty. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Whew, uh, we got a laser gun fight because yeah. the good guys took that tunnel right into the bad guy's lair now yeah. where he's doing all this monologuing yeah. and uh, it's time to just shoot lasers at each other because mm-hmm. I don't think there's the He-Man cartoon is there I guess yeah Man-at-Arms does like yeah. carry guns and yeah. stuff so it is a combination of like Man-at-Arms lost his uh, laser and, gun to the rock people when He-Man lost his sword to the rock people and swords and whatnot. yeah it's a Strange. mix it's weird that we're using like uh, it's Flash Gordon meets Conan yeah, the Barbarian. Very, very uh, technologically advanced laser guns, but also then we're just still using like huge maces, huge and heavy swords. swords. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? What's the point? We've got laser guns now. You can put all that other stuff aside. Why did some people have lightsabers? Yeah, I, I wrote know. here that He Man's fighting with his gun way too much. I want to see him chopping people in half with his sword, or at least using his He Man strength to like chuck dudes. Like, yeah, I don't want to seem like. Conking people's Just heads together and like chucking them like 20 throw, feet. I was going to say throw a person completely across the room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, it's a lot of pew pew little Han Solo yeah. Star Wars shit going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, so Gwildor is like, oh, fuck, man. Skeletor is going to get all the power. I'm going to open up uh, like a, a, a teleportation yeah. tunnel portal thing to 
to Earth, and then we'll go there. We'll run away like sissy then, boys. Yeah, just, I guess just running away like pussies is, is kind of their plan for how they're going to beat Skeletor. Yeah. You got to beat this guy by the time the moon comes out, man, or it's all going to be over. What yeah. are you doing escaping to across the galaxy? We're on a time It's not a good plan. Here. Maybe like, hey, I'll escape us to the other side of town, and then we can regroup, maybe right. find some guns or something, and then come back. I can see that. Right. All the way to Earth, not a good plan in my opinion. Well... You know. But we're on Earth in the next scene. Welcome to Earth, motherfucker. 1987, Anytown, USA, Earth. Mm, they all land. Good times. Fall out of the sky, and then they're, 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 they're on fucking Earth. There they are. There's some gags where Gwildor is trying to communicate with a cow. And it's like, cows don't have brains big enough to communicate verbally, Gwildor. You don't understand they're anything about big. Earth. No. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Next, we're just at a chicken shack, Matt. Chicken and ribs. Chicken and ribs, yeah, that's yeah. right. Rixby's or something. We're learning that Julie, uh-huh. it's her last day at the chicken shack. Oh, no. And Where's she's, she going? she's moving to New Jersey. Ooh, that sounds exotic. Because her parents exotic. died in a plane crash. So when uh, your parents die in a plane crash, you move to New uh, Jersey. I bet apparently. it was her fault, too. Yeah. This, it turns out we learned that this sucks for her lame boyfriend, Kevin, because she's like, eh. I'm going to choose New Jersey over you. We're kind of just not going to be a thing anymore. I don't know. He's in a band. Yeah, I thought everything was going pretty good. I'm in a cool band. I got, he's got, got a, cool a leather band. jacket. Yeah. I don't think he's... I thought he was doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once again, I remind you, a He-Man movie. Yeah. And we're at a chicken shack with a waitress talking about her parents uh-huh. died in yeah. a plane crash. Well, they said good in a journey. He-Man movie. And they split up <laughs> to find the key. This is the first time our good guys say good journey to each other. And it, it won't be the last time, Matt. Thank the they're, they're Lord. They're going to say that a lot throughout this movie. Thank the Lord. Is Good Journey a thing in the cartoon? No. I don't remember that. No recollection they of that They definitely whatsoever. tried to create... They tried to make Good Journey happen in this movie is, is what happened. Yeah. So yeah, they're like, oh, fuck. We came to Earth and we lost our key in the process. Let's just split up, try to find this key because we're going to kind of fucking need that if we're going to get back to Eternia. In theory. Which is where we should have been this entire time in the first place. This fucking, I, don't, I don't know why we came to Earth. This fucking troll dragged us to Earth. <laughs> so they're, they're looking around for about like 10 minutes or so when eventually all of them just end up in the bushes outside of this chicken shack. Like thinking fucking about stealing ribs. Yeah. Man-at-arms is like licking his lips, thinking about eating chicken. Gwildor is literally using a grappling hook to steal buckets of ribs out of people's convertibles. Yeah. Once again, a lot of stuff happening in a He-Man movie that just has nothing to do with He-Man, from what I can tell, for, for, for like this next 10 minutes here. Oh, you know, Man-at-Arms and Teela were there. Yeah, they're there, and they start eating some of Gwildor's ribs. Yeah. He's literally just drinking cups of barbecue sauce, yep. which is then spilling all the way down his ginger beard, and it's just the grossest thing I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Really, really unappealing. I just think about how that feels. Yeah. Blah. Turns out Gwildor and Tila don't know what eating meat is because no. they don't know what they're eating. Then Man-at-Arms is like, Haha, I'm a grizzled old man. This is just a dead animal. It's, it's a rib bone. Delicious. All you vegetarian lib cooks. Yeah. They're grossed out. It's hilarious. Who eats meat uh, on Eternia uh, anymore? It's... Uh, Look, Courtney's in the van with Kevin. Kevin picks her up. She killed her parents. She It was her fault that they got on that plane. They were supposed to go to the beach, but she said, She had to oh, study. I don't want to go to the beach. I got to study. So then they went to the beach without her and flew to Catalina because her dad's pilot and plane crashed. And 
Julie. This is this is more stuff we're hearing about Julie. This is not stuff yeah. about He-Man, not stuff about the sorceress, not anything about Evil Lynn. None of the characters you know. This is Julie. Yeah. We're spending all this time on Julie right now. Oh, that's right. They're at the cemetery now because Courtney Cox wanted to see her dead parents. Hey, can uh, we swing by the cemetery? Because I want to say bye here on my last day uh, in town before I move to New Jersey for reasons that still have never been explained to us. What's in New Jersey? Kevin's like, well, I got a big show at the high school, yeah, but you're like, gonna, you're going to come to that, though. You're going to come to my sound check, right? And I'm yeah. like, oh, God, we're not going to have to sit through a fucking sound check like yeah. see Marty McFly style. Bang, like, bang, plays bang, his, plays song. Bang, bang, I, I do not want to deal with that. Uh, but when they're at the cemetery, they find the cosmic key. What? I don't know. I guess they're better at this sort of shit than me- trained soldiers or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's in a smoke smoking crater. Mm-hmm. It's this weird futuristic alien thing cylindrical clearly fallen from the earth or fallen and landed on the earth from space yeah and kevin is like you know what i bet this is one of those japanese synthesizers yeah. i've been hearing so much about yeah you know the kind that fall from the earth and yeah. create fiery craters this guy's a moron matt well this guy's just a dipshit it's moron just a, it's just a, a simple dumb high school face. kid you know i hate him I hate him in this movie. He's got nice hair and cool leather. Next scene, we're literally in the gymnasium of a fucking high school. Yeah, they're setting up for the big show. He's he's setting up, sound checking all his keys. Yeah. You can tell he's cool because he's got a leather jacket, I wrote down. Yeah. At least they did that right. Give Uh, it respect. He starts playing with the key again. Like, look at all these lights and noises they're making. And I'm like, you dumb idiot. You're going to use that thing, and then Skeletor is going to be able to trace he can trace energy is coming, because Skeletor can trace energies and powers. That's one thing we fucking know about him. He also has a cosmic key that he can use to track your cosmic key, uh-huh. which, idiot. Which he does. This happens. Idiot Kevin plays with the key too much. Oh. Skeletor learns that they're on Earth. Well, he's not going to go, though. No, he's going to assemble some mercenaries. Yeah. We need to now get a scene that's a direct ripoff of the Bounty Hunter, Bounty Hunter scene from yeah. Empire Strikes Hell Back. yeah. Where all the weird, goobly-gobbly creature goons show up. Blade, Sorod, the Beast Man, and Karg. So, Blade is a bald dude with a knife chin strapped to the back of his head. He's also the one who did all the sword choreography in the movie. He's got an eye patch. He's pretty yeah. cool looking. Sorod is a lizard man in a bicycle helmet. Yep. Beast Man is just like, yeah, that of a fanged hairy beast man. Yeah. Makes sense. He's not as quite as orange as he should and be he was like in the cartoon. Beast Man, yeah, was definitely yeah. A, a character from the cartoon. Yeah. So I was I was at this point I was like, oh fucking throwing me a bone. Somebody I yeah. recognize. Beast Man, thank God. Karg is the David Bowie frog skin. Guy, yes. So yeah. it's all here. Skeletor is heard to remark, hmm. A curious quartet. I wrote that down, too. Got, got to agree with him, man. A curious I've quartet. never seen a more curious quartet than the, these four. That's some That's some Frank Langella being Langella right that's there. That's right. Just uh, So he opens up a porthole to the gymnasium. All the fucking goons and like a bunch of just cannon fodder troops just show up in the high school gym. Just beat the shit out of a janitor. Beat the shit out of a Beast janitor. Beast man just like a just coach manhandles him. This, this poor, this poor chubby middle aged man just gets the shit kicked out of him by the yeah. Beast man. Meanwhile, Courtney Cox is still there, but she's alone now because she's convinced uh, Kevin that he needs to go down to Charlie's music store yeah. and show Charlie the, the key and see if Charlie knows about it. Yeah. I wrote, this poor fucking guy, Kevin, his girlfriend is leaving him to move to New Jersey. 
They've got one last night together, yeah. and she's just like, "No, why don't you just go to Charlie's? Like, hey, go ahead, man. Yeah, just, just leave. Like, I, we, we, we play don't with your really toys. To I don't give a shit anymore. Like, I'm, gonna, ugh, I'm so fucking done with you. This relationship is so. It's been over for six months, and you just have not fucking taken the hint. I'm, I'm going to Jersey to fuck Springsteen. Yeah, I'm following Springsteen around. I've got a got a dream. Yeah. Maybe I'll get up on stage one day, and dance with him, become Mrs. Springsteen. Maybe it could happen. Yep. Uh, chaos is going on. They're shooting lasers at Courtney Cox. She runs away. Blade has sweet swords. He's got like dueling swords. Yeah. And also, he's got wrist gauntlets that can shoot like smaller blades out of you it. You got to. He's wearing a lot of dangly chain mail. They just really went over the top to make this pretty lame, bald guy look cool as Blade by just covering him in metal and blades. Hey, he got an action figure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember when the action figures came out, and it was just like, the new Masters of the Universe line from the movie. All the new characters you love from the movie. And I was like, I think I might be done. Nah. I think I might be done collecting these things. Nah, I, don't, I don't think I want a Gwildor action figure. The legend of He-Man continues in the Masters of the Universe movie with Blade, the slashing blaze of terror, with Sauron, Skeletor's evil lieutenant with a mouthful of lightning. Can they catch Gwildor before his cosmic key enables him to escape? Now, you can live the adventure with Sauron, Gwildor, and Blade. I've waited a long time for this. Figure sold separately from He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Everybody I think I'm moving door. to Ninja Turtles. I think I'm officially moving to Ninja Turtles. <laughs> That's a good choice. Oh, yeah. Ninja Turtles took the world by storm, and they had the greatest fucking toys of the era. That early baby. That early fucking 80s shit, G.I. Joe, He-Man. It was cool stuff, but man, those Ninja Turtles, they took it to the next level. Just like... So many different vehicles, so mm-hmm. many different variants, mm-hmm. just tons and tons of characters. They were pumping them out. Yeah. The pizza shooter, that thing was cool as hell. The I was party shooting, wagon, yeah. Shooting pizzas all over my living room. It was a good one. It was a fucking was good one. Oh, I, I forgot to say, too, I, when the portal opened and they all came in the gymnasium and started beating the shit out of that guy, yeah. they all sort of did little effeminate leaps out of the porthole, like George Costanza jumping over jumping the puddle. Over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In that one episode where he's bullied by the Van Buren boys, I think? Oh, yeah. Sons of bitches. I was jumping over a puddle. And for some reason, I went like this. <laughs> they called me a Mary. So I chased them and I tripped and I fell. Yeah, you know, kids, they can be very perceptive. So... Courtney Cox is running away screaming just through, like, the the streets of whatever town we're in. Mm-hmm. And who should hear her cries? Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, He-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah. might have forgotten about it because you haven't seen him in 20 minutes. Well. But He-Man's in this He-Man movie, so yeah. let's, let's get him in here and have him doing some stuff, maybe. He doesn't speak a lot of English, so they had to pick and choose when they could use him. He-Man communicates mostly in grunts. It was perfect casting. Yeah. Especially if they don't have to have him pull off the blame Prince Adam stuff. I'm Prince Adam. That would have been a disaster. Uh, the second she comes across He-Man, she is already just burying her face in his glistening bare chest, just soaking up his man musk. Makes and I'm sense. like, oh no, Kevin, it's over for you. She's gonna. She's already fuck trying to get rid Swede. of you. Now she's met a fucking walking hard on with yeah. beautiful blonde Swedish hair. Yeah. You're fucking. You're getting kicked to the curb real quick, buddy. Real fast. This isn't good. 
He-Man kicks the shit out of all the fucking goons, all yep. of these mercenaries. Uh, he's carrying around the broadsword, not doing anything with it, while just shooting a gun with his other hand. They're in uh, like a junkyard now. I'm just though. like, yeah, they're in some sort of junkyard. And I'm like, God, is he ever going to use that sword? This sucks. Just watching him. Pe- oh, wait. Here's Blade. Yeah. Looks like we're going to have ourselves an old-fashioned sword fight. I like that leading up to this, Blade's cutting things and shit. Oh, man. And every time he swings the sword, he just keeps going, Yeah! Blade's so cool. Yeah! I like how he's just got that earpiece with the blades on it. I don't know what it is. Just like to, to do. Strapped to his head with the chin strap. Ear blades. It's weird. Know? It's weird. So these guys go at it. There's swords flying everywhere. But then He Man just kicks the living shit out yeah. of him and then kicks the shit out of all the other ones. And I'm like, well, those mercenaries got about four minutes to look like uh, maybe badasses that are the scary villains we need to worry about but nope nope now they've all just gotten the shit kicked out of yep. them at the same time by he-man yeah. so i guess that i guess they're done blade was heard to say i've been waiting for this when he gets yeah. the sword fight he-man and that's because he-man cost him his eye oh wow yeah well back that on the backstory the, for the, it was that on the card of the figure oh, when yeah. it came out because it's certainly not anywhere in this film yeah, <laughs> yeah. no no backstory to any of these people in this film that's, i imagine you read that back card of the action figure, you probably learn a lot, of, a lot about these people. You got to find out somewhere. Um. So next scene, what do, what do you think He-Man's doing now? Probably like uh, battling some more people uh, or going back to Eternia be. to fight Skeletor. Probably just going to get hands on with him. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. We're at Charlie's music store. In the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where Kevin and Charlie, the proprietor of the store, are, yeah. are hanging out and listen to some Jimi Hendrix. I was yeah. surprised they got a fucking uh, Hendrix song licensed on this soundtrack. That might have been most of the budget. Yeah, it seemed like it probably would have been pretty pricey. <laughs> But he's like, here, check out this key thing, man. I'm going to open it up and use it a bunch so Skeletor can find me again. And fucking, I'm basically going to get killed. Charlie's like, a fucking dumb moron. Charlie's like, oh, it's one of them Japanese synthesizers. Mm-hmm. I was, I got Everybody thinks this is a Japanese synthesizer. I got to give him credit. It's 1987, and both times they say Japanese and not Jap synthesizer. Yeah, sure. Nobody starts uh, doing any slant eyes things or yeah. anything or yeah. Ching Chong stuff. It's yeah. Just, it's just straightforward. The only only uh, stereotypes here is that Japanese people are making lots of synthesizers. I guess I'm not gonna. weren't wrong. Yeah. They see a bunch of squad cars and sirens and shit rocketing down the street, going towards the high school, and they're like, "What's going on here? Let's Better fire up the old scanner. Scanner here, and it's like, oh shit's going down at the high school where Courtney Cox is. There's fires and explosions and who knows what. But that's where Courtney Cox is. That's right. Um, so he goes to the high school yeah. where there's police everywhere. And this is where Principal Strickland is there. Yeah. Wearing like a pretty cool like brown pleather coat. Kind of like a shaft yeah, coat. Yeah, I'd say it's shaft-esque, this coat. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, Principal Strickland, the police of chief. Uh, I'm Kevin. Uh, my girlfriend was in there. Have you found her? Here's a description of her. And he's like, I think you killed her, McFly. Yeah. You know what I hate? Fucking punk kids. You yeah. know, your dad was a punk and you're a punk. Right. I'm just going to arrest you for no reason. Yeah. McFly. That's right. But yeah. He just fucking loads Kevin up in a cop car. Total abuse of power here. As far as I'm concerned. Well, he looked pretty guilty to me. You know what's awesome? What's that? Back at the junkyard mm-hmm. where He-Man's sort of like a trying to slap Courtney Cox and she's hysterical. He's trying to just like calm yeah. her down and whatnot. 
Gwildor has found a pink fucking classic car yeah. and tricked it out with a bunch of alien technology. Right. And now it's supercharged and runs on neutrinos. So for the rest of this movie, this He-Man movie, He-Man's riding around in like a fucking pink car. Right. <laughs> like a stretch Lincoln or something. I don't know what the fuck it is. Is this a Cadillac? Is this a real pink Cadillac? It was some huge, yeah. It was huge just fucking like a 70s car. Bel Air or some old Cadillac. It's fucking weird as hell, um, but you know everybody's there. Tila, Man at Arms, we're all together, and we're mm-hmm. all in fucking Gwildor's new car, and we're just gonna go for do some joy riding. Yep, joy riding to find Kevin. Fucking Kevin. They're like, oh, Kevin's yeah. got the key. We better go find Kevin. Meanwhile, Skeletor is having a real heart to heart with Evil Lynn. Yeah, opening up. Just about thinking about how, how much, much he wants to break yeah. He-Man. I gotta get that guy. It's a real, get that guy real tender moment. And I like Skeletor showing his vulnerability here about just how much he hates He-Man and how much he wants to destroy He's him. He's like, I want to shoot him so bad, my dick is hard. Meanwhile, the four loser mercenaries come back and they're like, uh, remember how we were supposed to go get that key and kill He-Man and stuff? Uh, we kind of got our asses kicked. Yeah. Very handily. Very. We were there for like 10 minutes, got our asses kicked, and now we're back. Already. Skeletor is not happy about this, and he's going to need to, you know, make an example of someone. So he shoots purple lightning out of his hands, much like the Emperor, but Mm -hmm. just purple instead of blue. (laughs) And the lizard guy, the lizard guy just disintegrates when he's hit. So we're like, well, I guess Skeletor can shoot purple lightning out of his hands. That's, That's good to know. Going he forward, something important to know. Yep. So now he's like, Evil Lynn, uh, you think it's funny how these assholes are, are nincompoops? Well, now it's your job. Yeah. Take the losers, go back to Earth. You find He-Man. Get me my key. Do if you thing. don't, maybe you'll get purple lightning. Who knows? I'm fucking crazy with this shit. I can pop I'm up with that purple lightning in a moment. Man. He's a madman, mad really. Meanwhile, on Earth, Kevin and Principal Strickland are they, at Courtney Cox's yeah. house. Where they're just eating some fried chicken and playing with the cosmic key in the kitchen? Yep. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for them, Evil Lynn tracks that they have the key mm-hmm. and takes all the goons to Courtney Cox's house. And uh, Kevin gets body slammed through the kitchen table by, pretty hard. by Beast Man. Yeah, Beast Man slaps this guy around, too. shit kicked out of him. Beast Man's pretty cool. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. Also, I liked how Evil Lynn's guy who had the scanner was able to, like, he was like, oh, they're microwaving buckets of chicken which is interfering a little bit yeah and she's like fun. use your scanner thing to blow up their microwave which he does he does oh, there's chicken everywhere matt oh. this is a real waste of fried chicken what a chicken mess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh strickland before all this happens is like uh, i'm gonna take this key from you kid it's mine now yeah later peace so he's not around when Kevin's well, getting body slammed through fucking tables he takes shit. the key and tells him no more crapping around. <laughs> it's a good policy. Yeah. It's a standard policy for a cop to have, I think. I believe so. Oh, also, fuck, how did I skip over the most important thing? What's that? Before they came and body slammed him, we get like 10 seconds of Kevin, quote unquote, cleaning up around the kitchen. Yeah. Which just consists of him taking a bunch of old Burger King boxes and cups and Pushing putting them, them into, the, into sink. the sink and then taking like two whole oranges and also just like throwing them like unpeeled, uneaten, just perfectly good oranges, just throwing in the kitchen sink with all of his Burger King yeah, garbage. Clean it up. What is he doing? It's cleaning. Nobody throws fast food trash in the sink, and then you're gonna Where put you produce put in there with the fast food trash. Yeah. What the hell is happening? Is this man 
never existed in a kitchen in real life? It's, this is his idea of like uh, killing some time, making me look like I'm puttering around the kitchen? I've seen plenty of episodes of Hoarders. A lot of people do this. Oh, wow. Kevin's a hoarder. This is this is a whole new yeah. element to his character that's maybe making him more interesting to me. That's why I want to Here I thought he key. was a boring fucking white milk toast dripping. No. He's, he's, got some, he's got some layers. Yeah, he's working through things. So after he gets the shit kicked out of him, Evil Lynn puts some sort of like shock collar around him mm-hmm. and makes him like hypnotized and like have to answer all her questions like he's on Rufalin and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And she's like, where's the key, man? And he's like, oh, Principal Strickland has Up it. Up your button around the yeah, corner. Fucking what of it, man? Meanwhile, the goons are ransacking the entire house looking for shit. And yeah. uh, frog skin David Bowie finds a newspaper clipping that uh, is the story about Courtney Cox's parents dying. Yeah. And uh, I just wrote in all caps over and over again, like, why do we keep going back to this dead parent subplot? Who could possibly care? What does this have to do with the rest of the movie? This is so dumb. We need to know. So he takes that clipping and gives it to Evelyn, and he's like, look what I found. And she's like, this might prove to be useful. I disagree. They knew that He-Man was with an Earth girl. I don't see how any of now this Now they is know her. Whatsoever. They know her. Uh, so then they all leave and they climb into like their spaceship. Yeah. And just the, the image of all these like alien goons flying around a suburban neighborhood in like a spaceship is it's one of the greatest things I've ever fucking I love seen. It. It's, it's pretty hilarious looking. These fucking like space barges and like 20 yeah. alien uh-huh. troops show up and the cops are just nowhere to be found no. whenever it's going yeah. on. Yeah. Like a fucking Bud Billiken parade or yeah, some shit. At some shit. point when all this stuff is going on from this point too, like I wrote just down like, eh, what point does the military intervene in all of this? Because so far the cops haven't even done anything. Yeah. I feel like at this point the military would be in the town. But yeah. We'll get to them tearing up the town. First, uh, He-Man and friends have to come and meet Kevin. Kevin's got to become part of the gang. Yeah. So uh, they take the collar off of him, and they're like, Kevin, Thank Kevin, what's what's going on, man? Uh, We've been looking for you. You're the guy, man. I, uh, Courtney Cox had me listen to your guy's uh, fucking demo tape on the yeah. way over here in our pink fucking cars. That shit was pretty rocking, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, like you're playing the high school dance tonight. That's pretty interesting. Let's talk some more about all that and whatnot. They're listening to it in the car, and He-Man's like... Kevin could really wail. No, instantly Kevin is like fucking pissed that uh, Courtney Cox is hanging out with all these fucking dudes. She's just like, yeah. who's fucking mustache and who's ripped a shit guy? Like, yeah. what the fuck's going on here? He knows he's getting cucked. Oh, yeah. He sees He-Man. He wants her to just like leave and have nothing to do with them instantly. And I'm like, mm, she's got a taste of He-Man now. I don't, I don't think she's going anywhere. He should have just made a play for Tila. She looked hot, bro. Super hot and seemingly not having sex with He-Man, even though they spend every waking moment together. Right. Gwildor is hilariously dressed up like a lady now. Probably got into Courtney Cox's dead mom's closet or something. Hopefully. He's like, hey, I got a disguise. That shit's funny, right? Yeah. <sighs> so they get in the pink car. They go find Mr. S- Principal Strickland. He's already at Charlie's. Yeah, he's at Charlie's Showing music him the shop. thing. He's pulling guns on He-Man. And I'm like, you can't pull a little pea shooter no. out at He-Man, man. This is fucking He-Man. You fucking kidding me? Evil Lynn and all of her troops show up, and yep. we're just about to have a big battle at Charlie's music huge, shop. Huge, huge one. Happen, which, not great for Charlie, because I, I I don't know what sort of insurance policy he has, but I don't think it's going to be cover alien battles, no. pro- alien it. laser battles. It's probably not going to cover all that shit. Good chance it won't. 
Uh, also, there's a point here where Kevin's like, Gwildor, explain to me how the key, blah, blah, yeah, blah. I but think I understand I'm it. like, oh, don't fucking try to shoehorn Kevin's. I'm a music man. Oh, fuck. I think I understand it. Where Kevin's going to understand the fucking cosmic key better than Gwildor, the guy who invented it. He's a locksmith and an inventor, Matt. Like he fucking said so. Kevin's going to understand how to use this thing better than him. What's Kevin? Fucking Kevin. Kevin's a penis. Mm-hmm. There's troops everywhere. There's laser guns firing everywhere. Shooting left and right. Uh, I wrote at this point, it's sort of weird that He-Man is always 90% completely naked while every other person from his planet like wears like armor or or, like practical, like real military looking. He's a barbarian. (laughs) Sure, but why? It's never explained to us in this fucking movie (laughs) for a second what he is or why. From the barbaric parts of Eternia. What's not to understand? Super weird. Oh man, at this point, Kevin's got a gun and he's pointing it at Strickland. Kevin's got a gun. I'm like, fucking if Kevin tried to point a gun at Principal Strickland. Principal Strickland would take it from him, bitch slap him, stick it up his ass, pull the trigger till it goes click. Click. This is fucking ridiculous. We gotta get Kevin out of this movie. They're giving Kevin way too much screen time, way too much to do. Uh, Courtney Love has an acid Uh flashback. Courtney Cox has an acid flashback. And she starts seeing her dead mom out in the alley. Oh, Evil Lynn's quite the trickster, Matt. That's who that... Oh, she's I thought it was really her mom. She's got a plan. Son of a gun. She does some sort of magic to where she looks like Courtney Cox's dead mom. Which And then does like a, ooh, hello, daughter. Is I'm beckoning you into this for... alley. Yeah. So she's like, oh, mom, I thought you died in a plane crash. And she's like, no, uh, me and your dad have just been on secret missions. That's the ticket. Yeah. Okay, so she saw the newspaper clipping. Maybe she knows what this lady looks like and has a magical fucking mm-hmm. power to where she can mm-hmm. glamorize herself to look. Yeah. How does she know how this chick talks and what she sounds like? That's that's completely implausible here. Magic. I'm not buying this evil Lynn plot right here. She's using her abilities to manipulate Courtney Love's mind to make like, her sound however it needs to sound. Hey, idiot. I said Courtney Love again. Me you and your dad need that key. Yeah. Uh your dad's somewhere else. Uh, I don't know. You'll see him in a minute, probably. Go get the key, Just you dumb. Go hole. get the key and and bring it to me. I'm once again your mom and yeah. and not e- evil alien who's trying to trick yeah. you. Now go get the key while I look at what your mother's vagina looks mm-hmm. like. So she just goes and gets the key and then just like immediately runs back out into the alley and just gives it to her. I got it, I got yeah, it. Yeah, Evil Lynn's just like, oh, psych, I was Evil Lynn the whole time. Stupid. Now I'm Stupid. fucking Jet in peace. And then she's like, she does the same scream from Scream, where she grabs her hair and goes, no! She does a very dramatic scream. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed the scream. Whew, at this point, Strickland and Charlie are just in his his burning, destroyed uh, yeah. store. And he's like, yeah. you got any guns around here? And he's like, yeah, of course. I've got a music store. You think, you think I'm not going to have a shotgun under Duh. my fucking counter? He's got a... Music stores are getting robbed all the time. You need a shotgun in case you got a shotgun somebody. Right. So Strickland's like, okay, give me that shotgun. I'm going to go fucking battle some aliens. Hell yeah. Doesn't work, though, because as soon as he sees some aliens, they shoot laser guns at him, and then it blows up a car right in his face, and then he's like, oh, fuck. 
Was he the, uh, Maybe I'm in over my head. I want to say it was a 69 Firebird that got uh, yeah, it was shot up. a sweet muscle car for fucking sure. Yeah. It looked cool and then just exploded. And I was like, whoa, Golem and Globus. I didn't see these Blowing up fucking badges. Firebirds. That's pretty, pretty pricey for a canon film. Maybe 70. <laughs> 69. Hell yeah. We'll just say that it's 69. So then he says, I think I'm going to need some backup. <laughs> He's definitely need some backup because yeah. Skeletor is on Earth. This is a cool scene. Things things get fucking ramped up a notch here. Evelyn now has the key. She opens up a huge fucking portal. Yeah. All sorts of stormtroopers are piling through. Soundtracks just soundtrack taking off here. Taking off here. Some cool fucking Superman ripoff stuff going on. They even got stormtroopers here now that have Skeletor Green Goblin esque gliders that they're gliding yeah. around. Air on. Centurions, fucking awesome. Skeletor has a big, cool floating throne thing yeah. that he's on with has like snakes for the arms of the chair, and it's all hovering, and it's kind of like a tank, but in the air. It's the ruler of Snake Mountain, badass, and probably I gotta assume they made a toy of that after this movie came out. Yeah, I don't know. If I don't remember doing. having it, though. Yeah. I think I probably would have, because it was fucking awesome. Some kind of air glider. Should have made a toy out of that thing. So uh, these guys are just gliding around, shooting fucking lasers at everybody. Yep. And it's, it's it's working great. They got the high ground now. He-Man and his friends are ducking and covering. He kicks open a door and is like, everybody, get up on the roof. Get to the roof! Take the high ground back, I guess, is his classic barbarian strategy here. I agree with it. Yeah. Uh, he shoots one of the guys through a window and then jumps through the window and steals his glider. So now we've got He-Man Green Goblin gliding around. Hell yeah. This is a whole lot of fun. It's pretty ridiculous how quickly he just glides right over to Evil Lynn, though. Like, yeah. He just uses a grappling hook to steal the key back. And yoink! Like, yeah, just yoinks it and glides away. So it's like, oh! Well, that whole her having the key subplot lasted for about 30 seconds, I guess. That shit's all over. He's Um, got it now. Lynn is pissed. She gives her own no scream. We're getting a lot of no screams here. Special effects on this gliding get pretty janky and hilarious here. Everything's getting pretty choppy. Oh, yeah. We're trying to piece together like two second uh, shots of just like dudes on in front of green screens or something trying to make it look like they're having dog fights in the air. Another glider guy shoots He-Man in the arm with his his laser gun, but yeah. then He-Man fucking chops him in half with his sword. Hell yeah, he does. He doesn't really chop him in half. There's no blood He's in this, robot, but he hits man. it with him, and then there's sparks everywhere, and it's one of the only times you get to see him like fucking get somebody with his sword in the movie, so I appreciated it. They had to all be robots. Mattel wouldn't let He-Man kill anyone. Uh, I guess that, yeah, okay. We don't ever see. They could be robots. I, I never even occurred to me that they were robots. They're all Just robots. Pictured them as stormtroopers because they look exactly like stormtroopers. Nope. Oh, they're full of wires and chips. I think not Gwildor is my next bullet point. Right. Gwildor is talking about all like, oh, we got to do this and got to do that and we'll defeat Skeletor. But then hilariously, Skeletor has snuck up behind them all yeah. in this gigantic floating fucking tank just that like, he's on. Oh, just slowly raises up the side of the building. Like, it looks peaking, awesome. Just it like, looks fucking awesome. You guys don't notice that Skeletor is right behind you in a giant floating tank throne thing? Like... Fucking open up your eyes. Have some awareness. You're supposed uh, to be soldiers. Back to the Future 2 famously steals this shot. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Alternate 1985. They got yep. similar things going on. Oh, yeah. Tila and Man at Arms start shooting at him, but then we learn that 
He can just make force field with his hands, too. Yeah, so he's a powerful he's got being. purple lightning hands and blue force field hands. He's just, I, we're just going to keep debuting new poly- powers that Skeletor has, apparently. Yep. Whatever he needs at the moment, he can do. He's kind of the apocalypse of his era. Yeah, So uh, that's fair. He-Man comes casually gliding up like an idiot and yeah. just gets shot down by Skeletor real quick. He gives him the Eli Cash. Here I come. Uh, so he's he's now on the roof, just all hurt. Skeletor purple lightnings Courtney Cox's leg, which isn't great. It hurts her pretty bad. Luckily, it doesn't disintegrate her entire body like no. it did the lizard man. It just kind of hurts her leg a little bit. She's just like, ah, Charlie Horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Drops right. Drops to the ground. He-Man's going to start fucking people up, though. He's yeah. like, ah, fuck it. This is where he starts barbarian tossing people yeah. around. This was kind of fun, you know. It was fun for a second, but Skeletor's like, He-Man... Look around, dude. I got knives up to all your friends' throats. I'm going to kill them. They're all going to get their heads chopped off unless you agree to walk out of this earth in handcuffs as my slave, as my beefy, hot man hunk slave that I can do whatever I want with. I need hunky boys. And at this point, I thought to myself, I bet there's definitely erotic fan fiction out there about fucking slave He-Man and all the weird stuff they're making Slave He-Man Skeletor, do. Skeletor, making him his hunky so boy. I googled He-Man erotic fan fiction, and there was just too much fan fiction to wade through. I couldn't oh. find anything specifically about wow. that. But I did find a very erotic one where Evil Lynn and Skeletor were like taking a bunch of people hostage and like uh-huh. raiding a village and stuff. And like there was like all the young teenage girls they had uh, round up because turns out Evil Lynn has a predilection for uh, young girls. That's right. Skeletor knows about it. And he's huh. like, ooh, and there's lots of descriptions about these hot young sisters, probably 16 and 17, who've never been touched with pure of blood. And Evil Lynn's going to use their blood for her 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 sorcery but skeletor is like i assume you're also going to be taking them to indulge in your own pleasures beforehand won't you evil lynn yeah and then he promises chapter two is where all the smut happens but i didn't see where chapter two was Man. it was it was a pretty good story though i'm gonna see if i can find the rest of it after after you leave here what do you think the smell was like coming off of the uh, author of that story? oh i Gotta say, on a scale that goes from zero to Adam Duritz's dread pubes, yeah. it was probably at like yeah. an eight. But we appreciate probably like an eight. We appreciate him listening nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thank you for your patronage. Yeah. I'm sure you're listening to this. Also, Langella throws some shade here, where he calls Earth a primitive and tasteless planet. Ooh, tough but fair. But yeah, He-Man fucks off in uh, handcuffs, leaves all his friends stuck on Earth. Gwildor's like, the core of the key is melted now. Like, we've, all the tones that it had memorized are no longer memorized. All the pre-saved songs in the memory bank. We're stuck on Earth Casio. That's just all there fucking is to it. I can't play Bridge Over Troubled Water (laughs) by hitting one key. Some more bad news. Turns out Tila tells us Courtney Cox is going to die. Oh, she's got poison in yeah. her leg, and it's traveling throughout Wound's her whole body. Wound's gonna get bigger because apparently the purple lightning is also poisonous. Is 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 what we're learning here? That wound looked kind of cool though. So Kevin's like, oh, kind of bubbly. Let's go down to that fountain and maybe get her some water, or maybe that'll help. She's um, hot, bro. Uh, there's oh, the, the 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 tones were erased, Kevin, and he's like, oh, fucking atones, huh? Well, maybe if I use my perfect pitch and my yeah, photographic and my rain memory man ability. and 
Uh, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm in a band, so yeah. I'm pretty musically inclined. Uh, we're supposed to play the high school gym tonight. There's a big dance. I D don't know sharp, perfect that pitch. Got destroyed though, but uh, yeah. either way though, I could probably just make all the noises that Key made, yeah. and then that would open up a porthole through time and space? Question mark. You know who they should have got to play that role? Jones from the Police Academy. He oh, could have just that made the noises with his man. mouth, huh? You want to talk about ranking? I don't, I don't know if they would have went with the interracial thing with him and Courtney Cox. <laughs> Definitely would have been a better Kevin than <laughs> this fucking guy. Way more entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down here, I'm, I'm sitting through a scene where fucking Kevin gets a pep talk from Gwildor in a He-Man movie. Where is He-Man? Once again, we're spending way too much time on Kevin. Yeah. But he's going to go grab a synthesizer Kevin! and then make all the noises the key made and then yeah. fucking save the day or whatever. Again, if it was Jones, he wouldn't have had to leave. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have had he to pay. All with his mouth. You wouldn't have had to pay for that Hendrix music because we all know Jones does an awesome Hendrix impersonation. Hendrix. Back at Castle Grayskull, you thought He-Man was naked up until this point in this movie. Yeah. Now he's super naked. Get that chest shit off. Yeah, fucking he's... I want to see his nipples. His his shoulder stuff's off, his cape's off, he's just loincloth now. It's all just fucking man meat and nipples, and, uh... Whew, there's got to be a lot of erotic fan fiction out there about this. I know there is. I just just got to find it. I just got to figure out the right place to look. Yeah. The sorceress looks even worse. Her skin's starting to turn into cottage cheese. That's mm-hmm. fucking nasty. Skeletor has the sword of Grayskull, which if you've seen the cartoon, you know has the power he in it. He has the he's power. He's got that power. He's got the sorceress's power. He's about to get all the moon power. That's yeah. a lot of fucking power for one guy. Hell yeah. I wrote that things probably couldn't get any worse for He-Man, but then they do because Blade comes out and With he's got space a laser whip. And he just starts laser whipping the shit out of He-Man's back. Yeah. Well, Skeletor's like, kneel, man, kneel. I'm going to keep whipping you if you don't kneel. That's right. He's eating up a lot of time just doing evil guy monologuing Kneel here, before Zod. I don't yeah. mind it because Vangela just monologuing is probably the best yeah. thing this movie's got going for it. He's like working in lines from King Lear. He, mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing here. Meanwhile on Earth, Strickland just decided he's going to arrest that punk kid Kevin because he knows he's behind all of this stuff. Hell yeah. Where the aliens showed up and destroyed the entire town center. Yeah. Killed his he's girlfriend, still, too. Still, he still thinks this is, this is Kevin's bad. Yeah. So he goes to where they're trying to jury-rig a new fucking cosmic key, and he's like, hey, you're all under arrest. I'm Principal Strickland. We got, I'm bald-headed geek. Yeah. And they're like, oh, sorry, too late. We already got our fucking song going on. Now we're all sucked in the porthole. Looks like you're going to Eternia with us. Yeah. Grizzled old cop. You crazy Didn't old see that so-and-so. one coming. Nope. It's quite a twist. He's incredulous when he gets there. Yeah, he is. Like, where am I? Another planet or something? Yeah. Fucking crazy. Who who built this set? This is huge. This looks like it cost way too much money for a low-rent He-Man adaptation. Seems like the set of Cleopatra or something. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of shit popping off. He doesn't have really time to get his bearings because Skeletor is feeling the universe within him. Yeah. The Great High is opened, and he's become part of the cosmos. Yeah. Which means he's got a bunch of golden lightning coursing all over his body and he stuff, crackling all over him. Is the master of the universe. He's demanding He Man kneels to him, but He Man won't kneel, so he explodes with power. And yeah. there's just power everywhere. And then when all the light's gone, he reveals that he's now in a really ornate golden armor. Yeah. That 
Kind of looks like something an Asian mom would have hanging on a wall in a living room. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Not wrong. It's uh, not nearly as cool looking as just like the black goth getup he had going on now. Now he's all shiny and ridiculous. Still would have been a perfect variant toy to sell, you know? Definitely a variant toy. That that one had to have been on the shelves. I refuse to believe that wasn't on the shelves. You got any copies of those? Think, uh, wow. I think the main Wow, crazy. He's got laser eyes now that he's got his new armor, so he starts laser shooting He Man with laser eyes and being like, Neil! Neil! Laser eyes! All the Earth people start shooting laser guns, yep. shooting back and forth. It's chaos. Skeletor shoots some more lightning at He Man, but He Man very cleverly puts his chains, his handcuffs in yeah. front of the lightning and uses Skeletor's own lightning to, to break out of his chains. Yeah. He rides the fucking lightning. Yeah. Swinging his chains around like Hercules Hernandez, taking a lot of people out. Yeah. I wrote two here. He's just casually chucking tons of people off mm. this ramp, which mm. I'm sure is above an endless chasm. But I guess these are mostly the stormtroopers who are robots. So he's not doing as many casual murders as I assumed he was right no. here. He's just chucking robots down a pit. Yes, sir. But it's cool, though. I like him using his He-Man strength to, right? to battle things, not just taking out a little Han Solo fucking blaster and no. and everybody. Smash people. So he's like, ah, Skeletor's got a lot of power right now. He put my sword in like a little fucking USB drive for power swords next to his throne. I should probably go grab it and yeah. get my fucking sword back so I could at least have some of the power. He does. Yeah, he runs and grabs it, and he's trying to grab it, and Skeletor is shooting his hand with lightning, yeah. which has been very effective at destroying things at, up to this point, but now we got to wrap this movie up, so I guess the lightning's just not going to affect He-Man anymore. No. He's just going to be able to grab his sword back, and then pull it out, and then yell his He-Man catchphrase. I have the power! Which, yeah, is not, I, th I think the voice actor on the cartoon a little bit more uh, enthusiastic about it than Dolph Lundgren was here. Look, he tried, man. Kind of sounded like a mushmouth Swede yelling, I have the power. What I gathered was uh, this was, uh, you know, Dolph's big English role. Oh, he must have practiced that uh, <laughs> three-word line well, for months. The directors were like, that's fine, whatever, you can do your lines, we're just gonna, you know, get those dubbed over later in post. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, Dolph's agent had the wherewithal to put in there, like, that's fine, but he gets three cracks at doing voiceover right, work. Sure, sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they ran long on this film and just had to use He's just gonna Dolph sound Lundgren. like that. You're just gonna yeah, sound like that, yeah. I guess. So now we get a big sword fight here going on. Well, it's a staff versus sword fight. There's power fucking everywhere. There's all sorts of clashing going on. Oh, I'm sorry. When uh, when Skeletor's first getting his powers here, he's handed his staff by some young pig monster. Yeah, it's true. He's that's just, our, that's the our job seems to be like having the staff. That's our contest, our contest winner. winner. Yeah. Oh, man. Director put him under a mask so yeah. he wouldn't be recognized. That's, that's right. That's what's going on. He's keeping that. Bring out anonymous. the gimp. Some bad things had to have happened on this. Set. Oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. This fight is not the most impressively choreographed thing or whatever, but it's kind of cool. And I'm just surprised at all that Stuntman, whoever could do anything in that fucking Skeletor getup. That's the same actor that played Blade. Played Blade, that yeah. guy. He, he at least gets some shots of him in Dolph Lundgren yeah. sword fighting, wearing a fucking headpiece that must have been like fucking 50 pounds alone. Just oh, like I didn't even think about that. Stupid fucking headpiece. Giant metal. Like, yeah. It's impressive to me that they were able to get any sword fighting at all going on here, which yeah. they do. And there's some weird like colors going around yeah. and like some close up shots, and it's kind of artistically done to 
cut corners. It's yeah. not just total gibberish looking. It's it looks neat. It I looks liked neat. it. He man hacks at Skeletor's staff over and over again until it splits in half, and then because he, he's a giant Swedish monster, he just turns back into Goth Skeletor after that. Yeah. So I'm like, I guess all that moon power from the opening eye was mm-hmm. in was in that staff. Then mm-hmm. now, now he doesn't have any of that anymore. Nope. He does try one more final like blow though, where he lunges at uh He man with a, with a knife trying yeah. to kill him. He man parries that blow. Yep. And then my theory about all this taking place over a gigantic endless. Uh, bottomless pit mm-hmm. turns out to be very true. Yeah, because he just picks up Skeletor and throws him down that pit, like at the end of Jedi. Exactly okay. like the end of Return of the yeah, Jedi. Yeah. You just watch him screaming while falling down a pit. Yeah. Exactly like the Emperor does. He gets Return the Gruber the treatment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking Hans Gruber's it all the way down to his death. I, mean, I don't know. There might be a pretty big pile of robots down there to break his fall at this yeah, point. He might Skeletor might survive yeah. for Masters of the Universe yeah. too. Hopefully. Do you know how we find out Once that... Again, uh, where are George Lucas's lawyers during any of this? Do you know how we find out that the good guys won here? Um, how? how? How would we know? Well, man-at-arms yells, He-Man! <laughs> Victory! Oh, yeah. Fucking throw up that V-hand signal. This is, this is great. We got a little denouement here where... Yeah. Everybody's uh, all cleaned up, and uh, we've got Castle Grayskull again. Yep. Um, we learned that, insanely, Strickland is going to be living on Eternia now because yeah. somehow he's found a girlfriend. Yeah, he's going to fuck a space lady. He's got some hot blonde chick now that he's going right. to spend the rest of his life fucking and yeah. living in Castle Grayskull, he tells us. I, he's like, pretty great when retirement plan, huh? When did this happen? He moves quick. Uh, Courtney Cox is going to go back to Earth, though, and begrudgingly, she's going to take Kevin with him. Yeah. Guess, I guess Kevin saved the day and whatnot. I'll give him, like, another six months before I dump him again. He's got that van. She's going to need a ride to that Springsteen concert. Yeah, she's like, goodbye, everybody, and Man-at-Arms is like, goodbye? Nay, nay. Yeah. Tut, tut, Courtney Cox. You dumb cunt. Here on Eternia, we say, good journey. Yeah. And he, like, tries to explain what fucking good journey means and why it's better than good. I'm like, oh, fucking knock it off with the good journey. do a little musical You're not going to make good journey like, Good journey, good journey, good journey to you. And then she's like, good journey, Gwildor. And uh, then they walk through a porthole. But then she's like, oh, wait, Gwildor, before I walk through the fucking place, I should have told you that maybe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work or not, man. I don't know if Gwildor got my message. Was it too late? She got the Dorothy treatment. Yeah, strangely uh earlier when you go through these portholes you yeah. just fall out of the air and land on the ground yeah on the other side this right. time she uh shows up in her bed mm-hmm. in her pjs waking up in the morning and her sexy Very inconsistent what sexy nighty key thing does so yeah she uh gets out of bed and she's like could it be maybe did it happen have I been sent back in time to the day of my parents' death? Mama? So Papa? I can tell them not to get on that plane and prevent them from dying horribly, screaming on fire? Yeah. Yes, I did. It worked. She doesn't try to explain any of it to her parents. No. She's just like, don't get on the plane. She just steals their kids. I got a bad feeling. And the mom's like, your dad's a great pilot. And she's like, not if I steal his plane and his plane map. That's right. Uh, so anyways, see y'all later. I got to go see if Kevin made it back. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I really want to fuck the boss. So she runs. Because she was born street. to run? In her PJs, which. 
there's never been a teenage girl in history who's yeah. worn pajamas like this. This is what a five-year-old girl wore yeah. back in the pilgrim days yeah. as pajamas, this nightgown. Ruffled what the nighty. fuck is this crazy, crazy costuming choice they did here? Putting her in this weird potato sack onesie yeah. fucking pajama set. You couldn't even see her big young hooters. She looks fucking insane. Yeah. No girl is dressed like this in 1987, especially a fucking 17-year-old or whatever the fuck she's supposed to be. She finds Kevin, though. Yeah, she fucking finds Kevin, and then Kevin's like, oh, hey, we're back. Tell your parents not to die in that plane crash. Your parents who we don't know and don't care about, and this whole parents subplot was a pretty weird thing to have in a He-Man movie, don't you think, Courtney Cox? She's like... You remembered that my parents are still alive? He's like, yeah, bro. I was there wow. at Grayskull with you. so sensitive, and I'm still going. I'm going to see if my parents will move to New Jersey with me. Yeah. I think New Jersey just sounds really awesome. It's yeah. the Garden State. It sounds lovely. Now let's look at the entire planet of Eternia, Eternia inside of this sweet necklace that He-Man gave me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kevin does have a little keepsake necklace given mm-hmm. to him by he-man mm-hmm. just like sorry i'm going to end up fucking your girlfriend eventually well that's what the chain meant here's a like, necklace yeah here, hold on to this necklace that means i have dibs mm-hmm. yeah. dibs that's masters of the universe yeah fucking got to the end of it there so let's uh do our huge okay we're gonna take a break we're gonna listen to some coming attractions when we get back m-o-t-u is gonna enter Motherfucking Judgment Day. Hey, check this out. The biggest video of the year is here now. The top grossing film of the year is now on video cassette. Stay here. I'll be back. The movie that earned a staggering $52 million in its opening weekend alone and has totaled over $190 million to date. Get down. Live presents the world's undisputed box office hero. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator. The megastar whose films have totaled over $1.2 billion in ticket sales alone. Come with me if you want to live. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I'm Robert Patrick. In Terminator 2, I play the T-1000 prototype Terminator, the future's most fearsome machine, the most advanced, unstoppable, most technically perfect creation of all time, a force with no equals. And that description can be applied directly to Terminator 2, Judgment Day, the most spectacular film ever created. Being a part of a movie like Terminator 2 is the ultimate thrill for a performer. Now, Terminator 2 is about to become the ultimate performer for you. Have plenty of copies on hand because Live's TV ad campaign will have every renter awaiting street date. Get set for the biggest and most exciting event in the history of video. On behalf of Arnold, Linda, myself, and the entire Terminator 2 cast and crew, welcome to our team. We'll see you on video. They've killed his partner. They've attacked his family. You mess with my family, you die. They've made the wrong guy very, very angry. One thought he was invincible. The other thought he could fly. 
Steven Seagal is marked for death. Is that right? Radar starts Friday at theaters everywhere. And I was fucking He-Man crazy when I was a kid. I was Swayze crazy I when I was a kid. I have not seen a second of He-Man since I think, I think it was him. Somebody yeah. had a VHS tape and we watched it and we were like, wow, this is really lame and gay. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a real scene, man. Like there's, there's a lot of. There's a lot of weird gay stuff right. in that cartoon. A lot of undertones in that one. I just don't really remember for, for how obsessed with it I was. Oh, was same so boat. There's, yeah. just, there's just not too many strong memories yeah. based around that TV show. I was so gay. This movie, though, burnt into my brain as one of the formative, disappointing experiences of my childhood. I'm not going to lie, I was in the same boat. Totally, totally fucking hyped. And walked out of it not knowing what the fuck a Gwildor was. Yeah. So Judgment Day is when we go out to the internet and we see what you, the people, had to say about the film we watched. We read some... One Ninja Star Reviews, we read some five Ninja Star Reviews, uh, switching it up a little bit this week. Mm-hmm, I'm just mm-hmm. doing one of each, Oh, one, 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 five, and then we're going to go to a little piece of listener mail. Oh! We got, we, got, we got a reaction. Somebody sent us a reaction to the film, what they thought about it, so we, we're getting it direct from the source here, what, what, what you people think. Yeah, and we, already, we always tell you, you assholes. Write to us, man. Yeah, send it in. Feedback at Baby Oil and Blow. This guy did. Yeah. He's getting all his words out here. It's going to be great. You got thoughts, opinions? You want us to talk about something? Jesus Christ, just tell us, man. We're not mind readers. Matt, this first one Ninja Star review is from an IMDb user named Lord Zed 3 All hail Lord Zed. He says a lot of things that I really identified with as a young man watching Master of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lord Zed3 says, Okay, what's wrong with Masters of the Universe? Let's start with the title. Wow. Masters of the Universe? When it's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, okay. That's one. Two. He-Man and Skeletor's outfit are all wrong. I wasn't aware of that. He-Man wasn't born He-Man. It's a superhero name. His parents didn't look at him and said, Let's call him He-Man. No, that didn't happen. They looked at him and said, He-Man's secret identity is Prince Adam of the City Eternia. I'm Prince Adam. Secondly, Skeletor has no lips. They could have passed on the star power considering you have no idea who it is behind the makeup. Hmm. Next, this was based on a cartoon and it's way too violent for He-Man. Oh no. He doesn't go around killing people. The two things they got right. Man-at-Arms was pretty good, and so was Evil Lynn. The next thing they did wrong wrong. is where is Battle Cat? Oh. They could have made it a puppet, but no, they didn't have the nerve to die a tiger. With the right company of die wouldn't hurt the tiger. Yeah, you just use Claridol or whatever. Beastmaster proved that theory wrong. Well, you know. (laughs) The sorceress transforms into Zoar the Falcon. No crystals. What happens when you base something on another popular media and take liberties? You get a huge steaming pile of crap that isn't fit to watch. Mm. If you grew up with Masters of the Universe, avoid this movie. And then in all caps, he just says... The Raspberry, which I don't know, is him that him like doing a raspberry where he's like, 
Doppler or whatever. Like, the fart. That's supposed to be, maybe. I give you all maybe the fart. Waka waka. That's one ninja star from an IMD user named Lord Z3. I give it Not a, a big fan. I give his review two like stars. like the cartoon better. like the cartoon better. This next one is a five ninja star review. Yeah. Somebody who was Show me. a big fan. Somebody that knows a little something. Maybe, maybe a little bit biased, maybe? I'm not so sure. No. We'll get into it. This is a five I ninja star it. user or from IMDb user Gman9. Ralph Lundgren. Who says It was good to read the positive views on the film. Mm-hmm. It seems that an awful lot of people enjoyed the film. Hmm. And I think, all things considered, it turned out pretty well. As to Frank Bailey's notes, everyone has a right to an opinion. No one will ever realize what goes into making any movie, but we had many masters to please on this one. The entire movie was done for $17 million. Ah. From that 22 we heard Ah. And it's a good-looking film. I'm proud of the film and pleased to say it was the feature film debut of Courtney Cox, Robert Duncan McNeil, Mm -hmm. and Chelsea Field. Yeah. I recommend the film highly, but as the director, I am a bit prejudiced. What? I saw it again recently and enjoyed it. I hope any of you who view it enjoy it as well, but remember, it is He-Man, so you shouldn't expect Lawrence of Arabia. It's definitely an enjoyable film if you view it with the spirit in which it was made. Oh, okay. Which was to be an engaging family sci-fi also, I like little boys. I was going to say, read his review of Stand By Me, where he talks about how <laughs> sexy of a movie it was. I added that I like little boys line. He didn't, he didn't oh, say okay. that. He didn't All right. But that is G-Man 9, Greg Goddard, or whatever, the director of this yeah, film. Yeah, the G-Man. Who has only... We've always called him that. ...only written a review of his own movie, Master of the Universe. His, his one review on IMDb. I like it. He's coming to bat for his film, Hell which yeah. he made for $17 million, not $22 million. Yeah. So technically it broke even, you fucking clowns yeah. out there wanting to blame him he gave, for ruining canon films. He gave up his $5 million director's budget that's or cut right or salary so he could get this thing made in time good man um, great man g-man nine okay a little bit in the middle here is maybe a more okay. sensible All this right. is baby oil and blow listener hot carl oh yeah wrote into us he says masters of the universe is my favorite childhood action movie i love this movie to death <laughs> I really liked this movie as a kid. It was pumped to revisit it for the upcoming podcast. What worked for me? Even as an adult, Skeletor is still awesome. Frank Langella is the best actor in this movie by far and Uh, has all the best lines. The score is good, even though Skeletor's sounds like the Imperial March. A little bit. Well, yeah. Number three, the props, costumes, and set design. Top notch. All stuff. Yeah. Number four. Tila's tit-dividing, skin-tight outfit makes that wiener tingle. What didn't yeah. work? What didn't work? What didn't make my wiener tingle? Number one, the fight choreography. Uh-huh. Number two, oh. talking directly to the camera slash breaking the fourth wall. Woman, Woman at, arms, at arms. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's fair. Number three, He-Man cruising around in a pink Cadillac. Number uh, four. I agree to disagree on yeah, that Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. The Earthlings, they're all fucking annoying. Going to Earth in general was stupid. Number five, the Burger King product placement. Who puts their garbage in the sink? And who is like, hey, product placement, garbage. (laughs) Number six, 
Skeletor's transformation. The cosmic spooge enters Skeletor and bestows him with godlike power. Yeah. He might have gained the power to tickle He-Man with gold lightning, but he vaporized the guy while barely leaving his chair earlier. It just seemed pointless, and he looked cooler before. Plus, I'm sure that bulky mask limited Frank's movement and vision, leading to that disappointing final fight. This movie has some entertaining moments, but overall, it's not good. Two and a half ninja stars. Huh. Um, also, uh, he's got a couple of questions here that he'd yeah. like us to address in a review. I think we kind of address these. He says, okay. there's some bad editing where He-Man is trying to reclaim the cosmic key from Evil Lynn with the hoverboard. Uh-huh. He attacks them three consecutive times. He's shown looking back as he passes, but he's never shown looping back around. Did yeah. this remind anyone else of Lancelot storming the castle and Monty Python's Holy Grail? Oh, I I'm say, sorry. I, I have say. sex with women. How I've never seen you. those movies. How dare you, sir? This yeah. That scene was impeccably cut together. Yeah. Finest filmmaking I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Number two, he says, it seemed like the gang only had enough time to shower and change after their victory. Victory. How man How did Detective Lou get a girlfriend already? Was his services rewarded with an attorney and whore? Mm, yeah. I gotta say, absolutely. I gotta say, that was a whore. I'm just going to take another... Given to him by the sorceress. I'm going to take another shot at Hot Carl for just liking Monty Python. Okay, he says, good journey, Hot Carl. Good journey to you, Hot Carl. Thank you for the two and a half ninja star review. Thank you for the letter. You can all be a Hot Carl, even if you're not really Hot Carl. You can just sign it, whatever, and we'll read it, as we've just shown. (laughs) We're we're whores ourselves. We fucking do anything. Send it to us. We'll read it. That's right. care if it's offensive or whatever. For all the little Hot Carls out there... Mm -hmm. Floating throughout the universe. Good Let journey. us know, man. Good journey. Good journey. Matt, let's get into your final thoughts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just our rating. Nate. Masters of the Universe. I hated this movie as a kid. Fucking H-A-T hated this movie. You know what I'm saying? Hated it. And, uh. Let's get from yeah. living color. I do it this. Funny and around the way. Gay guys talking about movies. And a homeboy what? shopping what? network. Um, man. I loved the fucking He-Man cartoon as a kid, like you said. I also grew up to later watch He-Man as an adult and be like, oh, that's not a cartoon people should be watching. It's really Mm. weird and doesn't make any sense. And it's gibberish. Yeah. Uh, So no wonder I hated the shit as a kid. Because when I watched it now as an adult, I said to myself, not as bad as I remembered. Mm. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. You know what I'm saying? Still a lot of bad shit. Not a very good movie. But uh, it keeps moving. It's an hour, 45 minutes. It's PG, not not in the fun, full of titties and blood like Beastmaster PG. But like, you know, Beastmaster rules. Oh, that was PG-13, I think. Yeah. Beastmaster was PG-13. Possibly. So whatever, Canon had to play a little safer. They did a great job trying to make, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit and not using any of the cartoon canon because they had no rights to it. Where were all my favorites? Where was Merman? Where was the slime pit? Trap Jaw was going to be in the sequel. Trap Jaw was the coolest. Yeah. He had that robot arm and metal bottom jaw. Yeah, Either way. Who is that guy with the different faces that could flip around and he had all the different faces? Oh, Manny I faces. That guy too. Who is doing all the character work naming these fucking people? Genius. A genius. A I genius. Say. That's who. I have beautiful full color posters of the original toy line that came out in the 80s if you'd like to purchase Oh, yeah. Them, but know, fucking Hot Carl is a virgin for watching Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking loser. Way to get him, Nate. Let him know. Good job. Yeah. Let him know who's boss. So, in conclusion, I just, I 
can't hate it as much as I used to. Wow. It was three bullets. Come around. Ninja star bullets. Three ninja stars. Yeah. I didn't hate watching wow. this at all. That's crazy to me. Three ninja stars is what I gave to Beastmaster. Yeah. A movie I, I had just as enjoyed. much fun. I cannot say that I had just as much fun. Well, you're Fucking, an idiot. Can, can, I, can I remind you? Yeah. Kevin. Uh-huh. Can I remind you? Julie. Yeah. Can I remind you? They have more screen time than fucking He-Man in this goddamn movie. Yeah. They suck. They're stupid. There's some shit that looks cool in this movie, but uh, there's nothing that's ever really any good. Uh, there's not enough He-Man. There's far too much Kevin. Skeletor looks awesome, and Langella's yeah. is awesome at him, but all he's doing is just yelling a bunch of gibberish about power. He right. never really has any real plan or like something that seems like it's got stakes or is scary. Uh-huh. All of his goons are fucking idiots. Evil Lynn... Pretty good yeah. translation for her, but I don't know. Could have got like some cleavage out or th- something. I think no, like, maybe like a, a bodice or Absolutely. something going on there would have kicked us up a notch. Yeah. I got to go a full fucking ninja star under what I gave Beastmaster. I got to go two ninja stars because I just enjoyed huh. last week far more than I enjoyed this week. Huh. Still don't like the fucking lame teenage kids. Get them out of my He-Man movie. Uh, it's a kid's movie in the 80s. Bullshit's gonna get shoehorned in there. Well, at least, like, fucking give, like, some little, like, 12-year-olds on bikes or something that gotta help out He-Man then. There was <laughs> Not a... some dumb kid in a fucking band. Yeah. Uh, Nate, there was only one 12-year-old in the movie, and uh, you know what happened to him. Contest winner. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta so, research that and see what happened. I know one of the I've guys, got his legal name if one, you one like of the, one of the One of the people who uh, accused old... Old G Man Nine of yeah. it just it killed themselves. Oh, after after going through all the courtroom rigmarole and whatnot, just fucking killed themselves. Having to le- relive all that uh, tragedy yeah. and misery. It did and, it. Yeah, yeah. So, Imagine yeah. that. Two bullets for fucking child molesters shit movie. Wow, fuck that guy. Well, that's not Matt, what Matt fucking loves him. That's not what we're judging he on just, here. Just like love him more than anything. Well, hey seen. now, at I least I'm so not watching Monty Python. Movie. You know, you know who loves that shit. Nerds. British people and American <laughs> dorks. Okay, Matt. Um, we're we've made it through. This is barely. This is this is this is the fourth week in a row of us doing adventure movies. Yeah. What's happening tragically is uh, we got a lot on our plate. Mm. We're gonna have to take we're gonna have to take a week off. Yep. Because we just we we got to take trips. We got we got a lot of stuff going on. There's gonna be no time. We're going to couples counseling for this podcast. But the good news is, uh, coming back, coming back hot. Fucking, it's not only coming back hot, Carl. It's not only the USA's birthday, old old USA's birthday, July Fourth, nah. gonna be coming in. It's also Independence Day. Little thing for I like again. to call Terminator 2's fucking birthday. What? We got a big goddamn anniversary. That's right. We're moving into our every July action movie Mount Rushmore fucking month. After just a little week off, we're starting it with Terminator fucking two. We'll be back. Judgment Day. Baby on blow. Stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own. And it hurts when they tear your dreams apart. Oh.